following your curiosity step by step and allowing the path to unfold and allow it to lead you. And that's how it happens. Welcome to Impact Me Podcast. In the world of empowered feminine, we are the creator of our own story. My name is Mai Vu, your empowerment coach in love, and each week I will bring you an incredible mindset shift, an inspiring conversation, all the tools and the technique to help you transforming your fear, connect back to your heart, and start owning your worth, and finally be loved for who you truly are. On this empowering journey with me, you would feel worthy at the core to never settle for anything less than the destined love you are meant to have in this lifetime. Now grab your cup of tea and tune into today's episode with me, shall we? Hello everyone, welcome back to Impact Me Podcast and on today's episode, I am so honored to interview Milena Nguyen. Um, a very beautiful woman with her heart. I am so um, happy because I collaborate with her through Women of Influence Asia campaign currently running, Embracing Mom, Embracing Daughters. And if you are a young mom who are going through a hard time preparing for your baby arrival or not sure how to raise a baby in the most fulfilling and conscious way, then check out the series that I'm sharing on my Facebook and also on Women of Influence Asia um, page. However, today we're going to get to know Milena on a personal level. And I get to know her as a very inspirational um, life coach and also a business mentor for entrepreneurs, healers, and all coaches um, to start making the impact doing what they love. So Milena is a published author, three-time TEDx speaker, purpose and success coach, and a co-founder of Women of Influence Asia, which you already know. And I just want to send a welcome note to Milena and thank you for joining us on the show. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I just want to have a first set of segments for people to get to know you more um, because I know that you are such, um, what, what is the word? You are such a woman full of surprises. I get to connect uh-huh. with her through two calls, and she was like playing u- ukulele. What's the word for the for ukulele? The... <laughs> yeah, ukulele. Yeah, yeah. And she that was, was so that. funny. And that was so <laughs> super funny because we were waiting for a rehearsal or something. Um, yes. <laughs> now that the video was on, so that was funny. So she is such a woman full of many things that I want to get to know of and I'm sure you are too so to tell us where did you grow up and where you're living right now and what is the best thing about that places that you love the most? Uh, I grew up in Hanoi, Vietnam. Uh, I'm actually born there, raised there, had my educations there. I've never ever studied abroad um, and yeah I love the place. My parents are from there too and right now I'm living in Kuala Lumpur but in the last uh, 10 years or so, I've been in, living in so many different places. I live in the Netherlands. I lived in Poland, a uh, short amount of time in Germany. Um, and then in Singapore, you know, in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Beautiful. And I was so surprised that you never studied abroad, but your English skill was so good. How did you get to such amazing language skill? I, I, that's what happened when you love movies. <laughs> 
So I, uh, my parents were actually, I come from a very humble family. I remember like the place where I grew up is actually a Kodope, right? If any Vietnamese in listening, uh, like a public, it's not even a condominium. It's um, like a communist style square that's quite run down that the government built and then a lot of people living in there. Right? And yeah, I, know uh, that, I that was, yeah. Uh, and I grew up in one of those houses and my parents didn't have, money to send me to English school or any like good English places but I love language and you know typical tradition of Vietnamese education never really teach you to speak well you learn grammar which you never actually used (laughs) I love language and I love movies I love the Lord of the Ring I love Harry Potter especially at that time I think I was so in love with Legolas and the Lord of the Ring and I wanted to be able to 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 read well so i remember um would beg my dad to buy for me those dvd uh, whenever i have good grades so that i would go and watch it with a dictionary in my hand mm. and i pause at the word that i don't get check the dictionary wow. like, circle it and then get back to the movie and i think there was something beautiful something special about language i love vietnamese too like i love english and i'm learning other languages as well there's something special about it. I'm guessing it's the ability to open yourself to the world and be able to learn more and to connect with people from out there. And that was something that I always was fascinated about. Yeah, I really admire that determination to learn because I the last thing I want to do is to pause the movie and the easiest thing I can do is to turn on the Vietnamese subscription. But you didn't choose that way. You were so determined to learn the language and you you showing up and I can see that I didn't know about Milan until like about four months ago through someone telling me that oh there's this amazing coaches from Vietnam as well um, and I thought that I was the only one who going to coaching and doing all of this but I, I, I was so happy when I saw her and I, when I see that she has done it for a long time and was getting a lot of successes I realized that she had that level of determination that I think it's to get people to where they want it to be. So just the last question about your personality um, information. What is the one resource, a book, or anything that you have listened lately that you would love to share with the audiences that message is so meaningful for you? I love books. I think it is a wonderful source of learning. I yeah. consider the author to be like my personal friend. And I feel like through book, you can have your own coach and mentors. So yeah. I love books. Uh, my, I would, I'm reading all the times, but I would share two titles. One of them is my like all time favorite. And one of them is the one I actually bought. And yet I, I read uh, yesterday night until this morning. So mm. the, my all time favorite is Men's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. So Viktor Frankl mm. is a psychologist who was captured in the Nazi concentration camp. And if you think about the condition, like well, if you read the book, you will see how it's unimaginable, like it's inhuman condition in that camp, right? And you are in a place where the it seems like all freedoms are taken from you, like all external mm-hmm. freedoms are taken from you because you're in and out of the concentration camp going through all the hardship. But uh, the amazing is that Viktor Frankl discovered a different meanings of freedom and write the books about meaning and why, how important it is that uh, you see freedom as ability to respond that no matter 
the situation, you will always have the freedom of choice and nobody can take that from you. And you can always choose how you can respond to that situation. You have a line in that book that really touched me that you can walk into the gas chamber being free or not free. The gas chamber is where they send people yeah. to. You can walk mm. to the gas chamber free and not free. And I think that's just a really huge source of inspiration for me. Um, Men's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. So uh, the audience, if you are listening to this, I really do encourage you to listen to the book or read the book. It's amazing. And another one that I just read yesterday night was actually very different from uh, Men's Search for Meaning because it's so hilarious and very inappropriate. It's, it's a book called Dear Girl by Ali Wong. Ali Wong okay. is a Vietnamese, uh, is a Chinese Vietnamese uh, American, uh, and she's a stand-up comedian, and she is just so hilarious. She did two Netflix Netflix special, and you can actually check like Ali Wong on Netflix. I wanna check them. Yeah, and and she was like pregnant. I think like eight or seven months pregnant, huge belly, and being a Asian. Oh, I realized. Yeah, yeah. Being, being Asian American and a a female comedian and pregnant is so rare. I just felt, and, and she wrote a book called Dear Girl, that she actually is like a collection of letters, letters that she wants her daughters to read. And it's just so hilarious. And besides the fact that it's so damn funny um, and inappropriate because she swear a lot and use all these bad words. What I love about the book is how she was so proud of her Asian heritage of being a Vietnamese, Chinese, Vietnamese, Chinese Americans, how she, um, she had a story of her grandparents and her parents, how the hardship that they go through to immigrate to the U.S. and how she always find a ways to connect to her roots, like in Vietnam, in especially the Vietnam culture that where she, her mother comes from. It makes me also very proud of my own heritage and how she could see all the hardships that her the previous generation have gone through and that gave her the strength in order to pursue her dream, even though her dream is like highly inappropriate <laughs> for most Asian Comparing to the Asian <laughs> standard. Because she <laughs> make a lot of jokes. So I, I believe that um, she's hilarious, but she have a certain um, amount of nurse intelligence in there. Yeah, all her job was like, it's so, so, it's so easy to see, but we usually don't see it that way. Like it is so common but yeah. we don't actually see it that way and that made it resonating at the same time very funny <laughs> yeah i'm gonna search and, and all of the books that milena mentioned it's on um the show notes and when i post it i'm gonna share it in the post as well so let's go into the purposeful career um what are the message that really inspire you to go into this direction of helping uh, entrepreneur, young entrepreneur, and healers to start earning their worth and making the impact that they wanted to do. Yeah, so I I think you know I love the saying from this. Um, um, there's this famous woman, and she say, "Make your mess your message." Right? And actually, that was my mess, um, being uh, very disconnected with my own purpose. Um, I was feeling that for a very, very long time. So um, I, you know, grew up in, uh, I love my, my, where I grew up in and it has its own charm. And at the same time, we have to acknowledge that growing up in, you know, Northern Vietnam and, and very traditional families. And as a first girl, 
I was the chica, right? Like the eldest daughters, mm. and was told from very early what I'm supposed to do. Um, I, when I was five, I knew that I was supposed to go to university. Like when I was six, mm. I think I knew that I'm supposed to have uh, a good husband and have babies and <laughs> like have a standard of life and be pretty so that I can get attention from 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 men. So all those things that was told to me, I was told that I need to be a role model for my brothers. So there was a lot of I am supposed to be like this. There was a lot of shoots. I grew up in shoots, and therefore, when you grow up in shoots, um, and as children. Not naturally, we listen to what adults adults tell us because they are powerful, right? And we yeah. just need to learn how to survive. Uh, but because I was so entrenched in that, um, and I was so um, I spent so much time following those expectations and those rules that I had no idea who I was. I end up at some point in my mid twenties was like outside, quote unquote, like successful. Like, um, compared to many of my peers, but inside I was depressed and I was alone. And I didn't tell anybody about my depression because I was ashamed. And and when I was just like, I realized that everything that I was doing, all the hustling or the pleasing or the performance in order to be like perfect and good, um, it doesn't make me happy. And I had to be honest to myself and admit that I'm not happy. The way that I was living my life, it does not, it does not work. So I, I reached rock bottom and I decided that I had to do something to find myself. I didn't even know what it means to find myself at the time, but I just knew intuitively that like myself, where? I don't know. So must go find. <laughs> so then I took a sabbatical um, uh, uh, for a couple of months. I knew that I needed to get quiet and having some space for myself. And eventually, from then, I rediscover what it is to be me, what it is that I want, why am I here, um, who am I really? So all those bigger questions that I think all connected to purpose, right? Like, why are we mm. here? What are we? Like, why? Who? Who are we? Actually, yeah. Um, and that slowly, I I call it to reclaim my own compass. I think mm. we all born with an inner compass, but we were yeah. just never told to use them. Um, mm. And I, and that's why we feel like we don't know what we want, what we are supposed to do. We are in decisions. We don't know what to choose yeah. because we are just disconnected from that navigator, the built-in GPS system. <laughs> so mm. I, I always that, say that as well. Uh, and I reclaim the system, and from one thing to the others, uh, I've. It's not like I've arrived at doing my current work as of like purpose coaching and working with entrepreneurs uh, overnight it was a lot of following my curiosity and letting my navigation just guide me from one thing to the other i always knew that i was very passionate with people development mm -hmm. and i explore different medium to do that i used to be a yoga teacher i own a yoga studio i teach mm -hmm. creative workshops i do a bunch of crazy things that seems like really random. There was one time I was drawing mandala and selling my own painting. Uh, but I'm very glad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very glad that I let myself explore all of that. And eventually, from one thing to the other, the path leads me to coaching. I started out actually relationship coaching. And then 
um, helping people with confidence and self-worth, and then eventually evolving into now working with people who want to create a career and a business that is purpose-driven. Right? That is based on a very strong clarity of why they're here and what are the things that they have to offer to the world and how they can make that financially sustainable. So yeah. that is just like, yeah, a very long answer to your very short questions. <laughs> That's how it is. And I think a lot of people, when they see, a lot of people, when they see someone who are like, who seems to have their, like have built something that, that they are very fulfilled doing, they think that it happened overnight. That like there's one one nice day, thunder strike, and there's this huge clarity, and suddenly I'm like, I know what I'm meant to do for the rest of my life. It never happened like that. It's following your curiosity step by step and allowing the path to unfold and allow it to lead you, you know? Yeah. And and that that's how that's how it happens. You just spoke my story, tell my story and also spoke my language. <laughs> I have the whole story of growing up being the first daughter and just have to fulfill and to be the role model for everyone else and to be good and to be pleasing and let other people decide for my life. And I also so loving your message about inner compass. And for me, the inner compass is the heart because the heart always knows, but the head always wanted you to stay safe. And um, I also tell people that transformation doesn't happen overnight. It does happen through step by step by step of action and clarity and surrendering to what unfolding. It sounds really hard for people to actually know what it is, but it is just very simple. Like if you don't know what to do next tomorrow, um, ask your heart what you want to do. Be curious about what lights you up. Usually I found what lights me up is the thing that, I'm meant to do. So would it, would you agree with that? Like what lights you up is actually something that you're meant to do for that period of time. Yes, I rely a lot on my body uh, mm. as a compass. Um, and when I let myself to be quiet and relax, if I, if, imagine if you can put like all of the limiting beliefs or all of the thoughts, the busy thing that is spinning in around in your head in another room, and you can take out the emotional burden that you're carrying in your heart into another room, and you're being with yourself, fully present with your body, and you just like feel into a direction, right? Not think about or ruminating yep. about, feel into. but feel feel into a directions with your whole body almost like immersing your body into it and it will going to give back a few responses right two responses typically it will be either contractions or expansion if the body is doing a contraction you're feeling heavy you're closing down that might not be the right place for you if the body is feeling like expansive and opening a lightness that is that might be the right place for you and the body is so so intelligent i mean the 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 brain inside the heart and like how you say about like your heart intelligence the brain inside the heart is have the the complexity of in terms of neuron connections as of a cat cat is very smart and we have mm. all the different neuron in the body in our forelimbs our stomach as well there's a very complex neuron connection as much as in the spine so there is a lot of intelligence in our body 
and our mm. and I think that our body is the door to our subconscious. So I do realize a lot of my body in order to gauge, because I know that my my mind can be, you know, the mind and all the little voices you hear inside your head can be very um, biased based on what you hear when you were small, right? And also, uh, there are certain things I'm sure you know these because you work with relationships and healing. There are things that happen in our past that is that we still carry a certain emotional burdens and then we treat, we get triggered. But I feel like the body is where I do rely a lot to um, get uh, understanding of um, where I'm supposed to expand into, right? And mm. there's another interesting thing about these is that lots of people, they ask me, I feel very afraid. Am I supposed to be doing it? Like if I'm feeling yeah. afraid, is it, it does it mean that it's not right for me? Well, there's a difference between a fear response and a yuck response. A yuck response is when your body is feeling like gross, like, yeah, I don't want to do that, right? But a fear response is often a means that you are at the edge of the comfort zone and that's where mm-hmm. you actually would want to lean into it because that's where the magic might happen. I love your what you just explained about the whole body intelligence and feeling how you feel into it i have heard about it but i have never got to be explained by how it works altogether and what you said about the yuck response versus the fear response are so true because sometimes when you are afraid to jump but at the same time you feel exciting in your body and that is when i know it is just fear and fear can be conquered And that is when you feel afraid about doing some great thing that you know would bring the benefits to your life. That is when you break out of your comfort zone and you break into the next level where you are meant to be at for your breakthrough. I actually really love fear. Um, Yeah, it is a source of growth (laughs) for me. I, I really love fear and I spend time to build a healthy relationship with it. Um, to not suppressing it or dismissing it or judge it, um, but embrace it and simply see it. It's a very accurate message uh, or an accurate signpost to your next growth, right? If something yeah. that you're very afraid of is actually is where um, your North Star might be. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, and I've, I think I've changed a lot in the past years to be a lot more gentle and kind to my own fear. Before that, I have an attitude of like, I'm going to knuckle it. Like, I'm going to like, punch punch my fear or like, well, I will, I will, I don't know, I will deal with my fear like, or whatever. I don't so much anymore. Now, more like, uh, I speak with my fear. I'll be like, I know that you're afraid. But we can do this. Let's do this together. Um, and I even say thank, like thank you for showing up for me. I understand why you're here. Um, this is important for me. So let's, I, I will do it. So what do you yeah. need to be more at peace? <laughs> so I will speak <laughs> with my fear and, and, and give it what it needs. Sometimes what it needs is just like an assurance that everything will be okay. So yeah, I think that is very important if we want to be creating, um, we have ambitions and we want to create something beautiful for ourselves, especially if it is very different from what our parents 
um, or our grandparents, basically our ancestors used to have. I'm sure that your life and my life are very different for, compared to our parents. And yeah. the more different the life that we want to create compared to our ancestors' life, there could be a lot more fear that was, you know, we inherit. But um, it will, if we try to combat it so hard, you might waste a lot of energy instead of just making mm. it. I love it. This is how I also talk about fear instead of trying to fight it and uh, treating it like an enemy we can always de- learn to develop a better relationship with it. And I usually found my fear is coming from a voice of two or um, four or five-year-old little girl. And I usually say, okay, what would you need from me? I fulfill it and let me drive my car to the destination where I want it to go. So mm-hmm. I hear you talk about we have a very different um, career comparing to our parents and our grandparents. What would be the mindset shift that one needs to have in order to, like, they already recognize the the path, but what would they have to develop within themselves to dare to follow that path once they found it? There is a moment where that person, uh, where you will need to say to yourself that I choose, it's like committing to a boat, right? And you are at the sea and you're choosing a boat to go mm. to the, whatever destination that you want and at, at one point you would have to say i choose this and that's freaked the shit out of people they're so scared of choosing and because in my yeah. line over people who feel stuck for a long <laughs> I know. They are stuck for a long time because they just can't bring themselves to choose this and the reason why is they are afraid of wasting time yeah and they are wasting three years feeling afraid of wasting time. And I always try to point that out. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I know, so true. Afraid of wasting time, it's wasting your time. And, and, and I think that a lot of people still, they are aware of it, but still it's very hard to like, to be able to cross a threshold. I think another thing that stops people from actually dare, dare to decide, like dare to choose, is they think that, this is like some, it's like choosing your tombstone. It's going to stick with you until you die and after. It's not like that. You're choosing uh, the first thing that you experiment with. It doesn't have to be the ultimate passion that you will do from now until yeah, the end of, the your life. of your life. Yeah. I think that is so, so wrongly understood. I think that that was from our, maybe our, parents, grandparents, generations that they choose one thing, they stick with my parent, my father was an engineer and he was an engineer for his whole life. My mother was a doctor, doctor for his whole life. And that's great. Like if you have that one calling, good for you. Go for it. Just like do that one thing for the rest of your life. But for many of us, we don't have that and we don't want that. Like I don't want to do one thing for the rest of my life. I have a lot of passion <laughs> I want to explore. Right. Yeah. So and a lot of uh, people, I, I discovered that a lot of us are what I call multi-passionates. Or there's another word for it called multi-potentialite. Like we could be, we have so many different interests and we could be good in so many different things. And like having to like just like only these give us so much stress. But just knowing that this does not mean that you are going to do this until you die. This means that you are going to start experiment with it 
give it an honest try. I I also don't mean that you just like kind of choose and then the next day you like quit, right? No, choose something that you can give an honest try. Like go with it for a year or six months or at least three months of like really serious effort, or create like um like a project that you would start and complete. If you cannot complete anything, like get a coach and have an accountability buddy, something accountability. Yeah. Uh, to help you out because like it's hard to change. I think that people think that I don't. I think that we know that change is hard, but a lot of people don't really fully understand the how hard for- it can be. Yeah, yeah, especially if everybody else around you don't do the same, and maybe you yeah. live with your parents. You go home until the, at the end of the night having dinner with them, and they're like, "What are you doing? Why? When are you going to get a real job? Or you're having such a good job? Uh, I'm so proud of you." Uh, and like, if you ever think of changing your job, they'd be like, "What is wrong with you?" Right? So, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, coming back to choo- daring to choose, like that's the moment is important, but um, but just choose anything that. Don't think of it that's like, what is my ultimate passion? So let me find it and then mm. I choose. Think about it as if, mm. ask yourself, what is, what would be the thing that if I get to do it, it would be quite cool? That's mm. all. What would be something <laughs> that if I get to do it, it would be quite cool? And think yeah. about it. Would it be to, I don't know, start drawing mandala and selling? <laughs> is it to um, start a podcast? Right, talking about something that you like, maybe he's talking about yeah. cooking, maybe your journey of being a mother or your uh, experience of studying abroad or whatever. So, ask yourself what would what is something that if I get to do it would be really cool, and commit to it, and see through that experience you get to explore yourself more and um, see what about it that you love, what about it you don't love, and if I always say like action we. Action brings clarity, not the other way around. Like clarity. Yeah, comes true. So as you do it, you would you would explore more. I remember one of my very own story. So I was like at the end of my sabbatical and was trying to discover like what the hell how am I going to make a living, right? Like where does the money come from? Because I was using up my own. Food. <laughs> and and one of the thing I I really love was that I was practicing yoga a lot. I didn't have a uh, certificates or anything to teach but I was like it will be so cool if I get to like do a class or something to share what I know mm-hmm. and then I was so grateful because my friend at the time was like why don't you just do one in the weekend like on Sunday we just gather yeah, a bunch of people and you could do it for free and I'm like are you crazy no freaking way and then he was like yeah we're totally doing that <laughs> <laughs> he helped me see the power of having friends who believe in you yeah and then he helped me to put the event he said like to all of our, the friends and then five persons show up and it was for free. Yeah. The five persons show up in the park, in a, in a park in Singapore. Um, and it was for free. And I, I teach that class. It wasn't like, I don't think it was the best class, but I get to like really explore and like share what I love. And I still remember that walk back home from that class. We were walking back from the subway and I was just like beaming. I, rem- I feel like I was flying like in the subway yeah. or something. Because that energy of actually doing something gave me so much. And I discovered that, well, I actually really want to do this. What's next was that I start teaching class. My second class was not free anymore. I actually charge money. I start teaching a series of class in the park. I start receiving one-on-one clients. I actually got my certifications and then I opened a studio. And then from that, I run a studio for two years. And that 
the experience of running that studio actually informed a lot of my decision after when I decided to become a coach. So there you go. If yeah. there's one small thing that you could do, right, to be closer to where your heart points to or to your curiosity, then go do it. Absolutely. Just like how I always have a... I always have a goal to actually be a motivational speaker. And at the beginning time of my um, my coaching career, what I did was just going and live stream every single day, even though I know not, no one was watching me and it feels so bad because no one was listening to you. But I know it because I wanted to practice my speaking skill and here I am also on podcasting to really fulfilling that. Um, I love your story and the fact that people sit in the fear far too long it's like overdue of the fear and they don't actually realizing that they're wasting more time um, than they should and wasting time is like wasting on resources because time weights heavier than money and mm. people usually wait for money to come in to change for time but I would love for them to start seeing if you're wasting time you're actually wasting more money on yourself by waiting for for the next move so may as well do what Actually, you want to do right now money is way more precious right like you can i mean you can make more money but you can't buy any time um, yeah you can't buy any time if, if anyone who has gone through any um near-death experience or something like that they understand and i think that was something that i was i'm not sure if fortunate is the right word but Let's say I was fortunate enough to experience something like that when I was like really young. So I was 20 years old and was in Africa and, and, and it was part of a conference and we had a bus accident. I was in the bus and we had a bus accident. One of our friends wow. died and there were several wow. um, very serious um, injuries. And, and we were in the middle of nowhere because it was the night bus. Like we're going from Nairobi to a beach nearby. It was in Kenya, by the way. Um, and we waited in the desert for, I think, eight hours uh, with a friend already dying in the bus. And we were just in the middle of nowhere waiting for ambulance that I don't know why it takes so much time to come. Um, and I never forget that morning because the, the accident happened at 2 a.m. And in the morning, the sun rise. And that was when I realized that, wow, you know, um, that could have been me. Right? My friend who sit in the back of the bus, that could have been me. And, like that life is really precious and um, the time that we have, like to have this breath and this day is a privilege. And so if, if we're not using that, then what is the point, right? So every time I talk mm -hmm. about this, I actually I'm tearing up because it's really real for me. So yeah, it's very Thank you for sharing that. It just, it just gave me a lot of chill in my body right now to hear that message because it's such a powerful one. Usually, we don't get to share such deep level of the meaning, um, but I believe that when listeners hear about this story, they can start reflecting back what are they doing with their time and um, at least be more mindful of where are they putting the energy and using their time to create, to cultivate the life that they wanted. So. I'm sorry for your for your experiences, but at the same time, I believe that was shaping who you become right now yeah. as well. Um, yes, um, I'm grateful for it. It was an important experience for me. And I think living, there's the sentence that almost becoming a cliche now, like living life as if it was your last. 
I know that sometimes I hate it because I mean, it's so cliches and fluffy, but it's true. <laughs> right? yes. not, not just living life as it, it is your last, but also as is your first. Um, yeah. Right? Both. Because every night you go to bed and you die. And in yoga, we have the posture that I love at the end, Savasana. Partly because you don't have to do anything, but also <laughs> that's when you like essentially die. The corpse, right? And then when you go back. Yes, yeah, so the corpse pose, like the dead yeah. body pose. And when you go back, you, you get to open your eyes and see things anew. And I think, yeah, that's what I try to. Um, some days I manage to, some days I don't. But generally, I try to, like, living life is worth a lot. And my first, um, yeah. Yeah, I love that that posture as well. It feels like you get to rest and then you get to feel in your body. And when you're opening your eyes and waking up, it feels so reviving. It feels so reviving. So the last question from Yelena. If you were to talk to the middle 20s, year old who have that heart to see her vision and are so ready to to move forward with her desire what would you do in her situation the one action or the one advice you would give her to take for the next step so that she moving forward in the direction of her dream two things comes to my mind number one created what i call a tiny passion project a tiny passion project is very different from a big hairy plan. Right? Mm, so I yeah. have never ever written an official business plan, but and I've run many, many different businesses. Me neither. So <laughs> a, a tiny passion project is different. A tiny passion project is something that is small, that is manageable, and it's like the smaller the better. To be honest, like uh, that have a start date and end date, that have concrete goal, and there is like different I, like step and date around it. An example of tiny passion project is if you want to be a health coach, right? Or interested in like sharing your knowledge or about health, sharing your knowledge. And now you feel like the topic that you love to explore the most is health and well-being. Then a tiny passion project could be to do a three-part video, each about five minutes or 10 minutes to share it about how to eat for radiant skin. Like it's very concrete. And and do that post online and see what happens. <laughs> post on your Facebook, Instagram. Yes, your friend will see it. Yes, your parents may see it. And people who know you will see it. And know that they will not think like, who do she think she is to do this? Only you think that. Yeah, they will not think that. Are, yeah. <laughs> they will be excited for you, most of them. And those assholes who, who are not excited for you, you don't have to worry about them anyway. So yeah. you can simply share with them, hey, uh, I'm posting this video because I like to you know, follow my passion, like long passions with health and wellness and hope it's helpful for you. And post it out, no, not thinking a lot. So that could be an example of a tiny passion project, right? So form a tiny passion project that is in directions with your curiosity or your interest. Don't get hung up with, is it my ultimate passion? I don't think there is such thing. Uh, just focus on would it like is it something that I would feel that oh it would be so cool if I get to do that. Then do it, commit to one, do it and see how what reveals to you after. Right. And after one tiny passion project, learn from it and then you can create the next tiny passion project. So that's one thing. But the second thing is um, it's important to have a 
community. Um, and your own, what I call is, is create your own ecosystem of support. It's very hard to do this all by yourself and you really don't have to. We are social animals, we are here, we are, we are meant to be supporting each other. We, we, and if you read, so I love reading biography of um, great peoples. And if you read all the biography of entrepreneurs or like historical figures, nobody did it by themselves. No one. Everybody got a lot of help. Really. So even Gandhi got need help. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so cut yourself some slack and get some help. It could be in a form of a community or a peer, even an accountability buddy you know some of your friends who want to have the same goal and you want to meet them like a weekly in order to like just check into each other sharing your difficulties get advice could be the form of a coach uh could be in the form of a mentors uh could be in a form of a community a group a facebook group or whatever reach out to people who are sharing the same struggle uh wanting to achieve the same goal i remember when i was writing my first book I honestly, I wanted to quit so many times and I was at the verge of quitting when I reached about 80% of the book. And the, the, the thing that got me to the end was the community of book writing that I found online and actually sign up and invest in a course, which I'm so glad I did because without that, I would not have written my first book. So, mm. so you reach out and build your ecosystem of support. Who is your mentors? Who is your coach? Who is your uh, peers? Um, so yeah, think about that. And the last thing, which is a bit more, I think it need more soul searching, is that you you want to be very clear on, on what I call the four keys. Like the four keys are the thing that you want to understand, and together they will be unlock. They will unlock your um, purposeful career. And that is number one. What is your values? And your value is what you value. Your value is what's important for you. Like, do you value freedom? You want to be very clear about that. Do you, do you value, let's say, expressions? You want to be very clear about. So what, what is important for you? Number two is your genius. What is your natural talent? And I think a lot of us get hung up in what, I, what is called the zone of competence. But you wouldn't, but it, you will still will not be shining as your brightest if you are not in your zone of genius and the zone of genius is small. Is the thing, is your natural talent, is what you can do effortlessly and with, with ease. Um, so that's the second thing. The third piece you want to, to, to get cleared about is your passions. Passions is what lights you up, what you love doing. It's like the spark joy feeling of Mary Kondo. <laughs> yeah, so what is it that you love? And passion is also uh, what you have a lot of curiosity about, right? Um, and the fourth piece, which I would say for me is one of the, like probably the most important one, that is your core message. What are you here? What is your message? What are you here to advocate? What is the cause, right? Um, and unless until you get those four keys clear, um, it will, it, it, when you have your four keys clear and consciously, intentionally use them to navigate your career and create your own career or business, um, and then it will be, I think you will be in that sweet spot where you can shine the brightest and then you will manage to light up many lights.
I mean, she just gave you the whole direction. <laughs> I asked for one step, but she was so generous. She gave you the whole direction. Um, I I agree with all of them because if I were to go back to tell myself what to do, it would it would be this like just start out with something very very simple, small, achievable, but it actually leading me to the next step, and then get the support that I need, mentorship, a partnership, mastermind. To really moving me forward, I I also agree with you. If it wasn't for my community where I invested in my coach, um, my, my coaching business, um, I wouldn't be until this point because there's so many times we just want to give up because we we can't believe that we can make that one day. It's so painful. The the process of growth, it is not easy, um, mm. and it is very rewarding, but it come with The three three elements I usually say is mentor, partner, and um, accountability. You have to get accountability. Someone who you check in with and tell that I have checked out this task. I'm still not finished this task, but I plan to do it this day. So that is always moving you forward. Thank you for sharing with us your humor and also very deep, meaningful lessons in time. Um, I'm just so. Admiring your freedom of expressing yourself, I really love it. I hope everyone gets to see Milena and get in touch with her. So tell us where they can follow you. I write uh, every week. Uh, I actually publish a new articles on my blog. So it's over at my website, milenanguin.com, and you can find. Uh, we call it So Forest Journal. Me and my team. So Forest Journal. So yeah, So Forest. Journal, and uh, we uh, and I'm saying we because I work with my team, which I love, and I I write every week and um, on a Tuesday or Wednesday we have a new article, so that's where you can get a lot of goodness, like story, insights, inspirations about all in service of you living to your highest potential, and um, tracking your purpose. And I also uh, over in my website, you can also download uh, these 15 pages free and gorgeous workbook that I actually put a lot of time in writing. It's called the Purpose Finder, where you get really cool coaching questions and like tools in order to discover those four keys that I just mentioned: your values, passion, genius, and core message. So. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we will get in touch on Instagram or Facebook. So I do post quite a bit, not as much as before, but yeah, sometimes I do put updates. Yeah, beautiful. I would put all of this link on the show notes for people mm. to find and to get connect with Milena. If you are listening and you would love to share your takeaway with us, tag us on Instagram at empower.muse. And for you, it is Milena Win, right? Yep. Yeah, Milena Nguyen and Empower.me. So thank you so much, Milena, for your time and um, send all of you beautiful time as well, audiences, and find your purpose and follow through with your dreams. Thank you for tuning into the show today. I appreciate your time because time is the most valuable asset that you can have. Thoughts go stronger when it is shared. So if you love this episode, Please give it a review, subscribe, and share it with your girlfriends or your sister. It would mean the world to me to get this message out there to a larger audiences. Because as a woman, I believe that we are destined to be loved for exactly who we are. Don't forget to tag me at empower.news if you're sharing on Instagram. And until next time, 
follow your heart and always stay empowered in love. See ya ladies, bye bye.